Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Frozen Pitch with your host, Nick Scortino. So today, we've got a lot of uh, interesting topics to talk about. Um, a lot of s- some interesting soccer news have uh, come out this past week, and we got a lot of NHL news to talk about. Uh, go over some of the uh, preseason games that have happened uh, Wednesday and Thursday, and some other uh, interesting pieces of NHL news that have uh, occurred in the last few hours or last two days. So let's jump right into it and jump right into soccer. So the Barcelona CEO um, announced that if necessary, they have 20 million uh, euros to spend in January and that contract renewals for Pedri and Ansu Fati are progressing well and are on the right track. I, to be honest, I don't really trust anything that they say uh, to begin with anymore. It's just, <laughs> there's such a mess right now that there's n- there's no point to even entertain that anything that comes out, comes out of their mouths are going to be remotely close to what uh, they're trying to get done. So I take that with a grain of salt. I don't think they really have the money to spend on players. I don't think they have a lot of money to begin with anyway. And... You know, I kind of just take that and not really pay attention to it at all. And then uh, moving on, continuing with continuing with the Barcelona trend, we have um, Marilyn Pjanic chimed in on Barcelona's current situation by stating that Barca are going through difficult times. Maybe a good leader is needed to get them back on its feet. I will say this is the first time that I've actually agreed, agreed with Marilyn Pjanic because uh, they're... A sinking ship without a captain. Sergio Busquets is not the captain. Um, that was very, was very clear on the um, game with uh, versus Atletico Madrid, where they lost. Uh, Busquets and Gerard Piquet were getting into it left and right, yelling at each other, and it's like both of those guys were great, but not any, not anymore, and not anytime soon will they be remotely different. And I don't think Busquets is the right choice for captain. I think at this point you go for a younger captain, somebody that can really fill in the um, that can really fill into the role because that's all Barcelona is at this point. They are a youth team. That's what they're doing. There's really nothing else to it, and I don't have any. I don't have anything wrong with what Pjanic said. And on top of that, too, they need a manager that actually knows what he's doing because clearly Ronald Coleman has no idea what he's doing, and it's been showing week in and week out, and it's just it's la- it's laughable at this point. Um, now going still staying with Barcelona for the, uh, for right now, uh, Raheem Sterling is open to, jo- to joining Barcelona uh, on loan in January, and to be honest, I don't really understand this move. Uh, they have talent they don't need another winger they need defensive options because that's their biggest problem they have no defense they have no defensive midfielders they have nothing um frankie de young is your only defensive midfielder and you still start sergio busquets which is in my opinion wrong should not happen and you know there's just so much other uh needs that you need to fill uh, for your team before you can even go look at an attacking option, they're, they they don't have their they don't have their um, their mind set on the right track of making this team any better, and uh, it all starts with the, with the coach, 
and the board. And the board are trying to dig themselves out of a financial crisis. And Ronald Coleman is basically just ruining the club left and right. And they can't do anything about it. So I'd be surprised if they even finish in the top 10 of La Liga this year. Um, Juventus are set to finalize new deals for uh, Paulo Dybala, uh, which his contract will run until 2025, and Juan Cuadrado, uh, and his contract will run until 2023. So these are both very excellent deals for Juventus. Um, Dybala has been a very very good piece uh, ever since they signed him uh, a few years back, and Cuadrado has also been a very good uh, defensive option. Uh, I mean, his defense is... is not the best, but he's been a very good uh, defensive slash um, offensive option for them over these last few years. So good to see them both get re-signed and stay in Italy. Andrea Belotti's uh, time looks to be done in Torino with the strikers' contract negotiations going south. Uh, Torino's been trying to uh, negotiate on contracts uh, with him because his contract is set to ex- expire this year and he'll become a free agent. And uh, it doesn't look like the strikers willing to meet. Well, it looks like the team isn't willing to meet any of his demands, and he's not willing to stoop lower than his demands. So it's a very messy contract situation. But I will uh, keep you guys updated as to whether or not he leaves or stays. And he also has teams uh, looking at him, such as Fiorentina or Milan, or even some other parts of Europe will probably. Uh, take a flyer on him and see uh, see what they can get for him. Um, <clears throat> then moving on, we have uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not willing to let Donny van de Beek leave the club. Van de Beek has started two games this season and has played a total of five minutes. And yes, you heard that correctly. Five minutes in the Premier League. The lack of playing time has also lost him his spot in the Dutch national team, and I just I don't understand anymore why they keep toying with this man. You know, they signed him last year. Okay, they signed him last year, and it's like, okay, cool. They, you know, he's a pretty solid midfielder. He was a very good good midfielder for Ajax and helped Ajax get to uh, you know pretty far in the Champions League. Sign him. Doesn't even crack their midfield every week. Doesn't do anything for the midfield last year. And then this year they still have him. And it's like, get the man playing time. See what you got on him at least. Let him leave on loan if you don't want him, If you don't want to sell him. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why Solskjaer keeps toying with Van de Beek just because for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. This whole situation stirring in Manchester United. I don't fully understand any of it uh, with it involving Van de Beek, but we'll keep um, we'll keep update keep updating uh, that as time goes on. See maybe if he does end up leaving in January, but who knows? Barcelona are set to offer uh, Gavi a new five-year contract that will see his salary increase every year. That's very good for the youngster. He's uh, impressed with uh, his time in Barcelona's first team, and he's been very impressive so far for Spain uh, with his international career. He's still very young, and he's a very good prospect, but we'll see uh, if he even wants to stay at Barcelona, because to be honest, I wouldn't want to stay there right now, and I would try to look elsewhere to go if I had 
an opportunity. Now we have we're going from a uh, young player getting a five-year contract to Paul Pogba has um, apparently told his family that he wants to uh, that he sees himself extending his contract uh, at Manchester United. So that's very good for Manchester United fans. This is um, there's been no real news. This is just a rumor, but. Still, that's some pretty good news to get about a guy like Paul Pogba. And then um, his agent wants to make him the highest paid player in the Premier League. I don't fully agree with that. But, you never, you know, that's just the name of the game. That's how, you know, soccer works in that way. And players are going to get paid a lot of money. And I, I think he deserves to be paid a decent amount of money. He's been playing very well. He's you know, a very marketable guy, but... I don't think he deserves to be the highest paid player in the Premier League. That's just me. Man, you have also, the board has stated that they they fully support um, Solskjaer and they have no intention of sacking him. He's, have, uh, he's had a little bit of a rough patch so far this season. And, you know, with his squad and the players and talent that they have, they shouldn't really be hitting a, a rough patch. But we'll see uh, if it improves or if it stays the same or if it gets even worse, what Manchester United might decide to do in order to, um, what's it called? In order to fix what they have going on. Then we have Yuri Berachiche has um, extended his contract with uh, Athletic Bilbao until June 2024. Then we have Watford have confirmed the that ex-Leicester manager, Claudio uh, Ranieri has been appointed the uh, club's new head coach, so good for Watford. I think that's a step in the right direction. You get a guy who's got the experience of winning the Premier League title and managing in the league itself. I think that's a great move for Watford to kind of um, get themselves in a better direction than they're going in right now, and I think it's a really good move. I think Ranieri's a great manager, and he does have the capability of turning... Uh, certain clubs around so we'll see if he can do that with Watford then finally the last piece of uh, soccer news that we have this week is that the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund has now taken 80 an 80% stake in Newcastle United the new owners want to significantly improve the club's youth academy and aim to win the Champions League so that's a that's a very big um, turnaround for Newcastle who have been you know lower end of the table to mid to not even being in the Premier League, being in the uh, league below. So this is a very big investment for, you know, so the Saudi Arabia uh, as a whole. And I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do to start turning the club around and to what changes they make to um, everything, really, just the whole culture. It'll be very interesting to see what gets done, what changes, and if Newcastle actually does end up, you know, improving from this. Now, switching up, we're going to the colder of the two sports, which is the NHL. So, um, we're going to go over the scores from Wednesday and Thursday. And so, on Wednesday, the Blue Jackets defeated the Red Wings 4-2. The Capitals defeated the Bruins four to three the wild beat the blues four to three the jets beat the flames three to two the kings beat the ducks six to three 
And now for the final game of Wednesday, which is a game I actually attended with my my good friend Kyle. Uh, the Rangers defeated the Devils six two. So obviously, um, I went to I went to the game with Kyle. We bought tickets uh, a few weeks ago. It's a lot. Of, it was honestly, you know, sucked. The Devils lost six two, but nothing nothing I could do about it. Uh, it was just really nice to see hockey live again. Uh, we got some pretty good seats for like seventy bucks, so couldn't complain about that. And you know, just being back in an arena. Um, was just so much fun because Kyle and I last year went to uh, the Devils versus the Bruins towards the end of the season um, when they started letting uh, some fans in for uh, games for the NHL towards the end of the season. And, you know, it was fun. It wasn't bad, but it was, uh, you know, interesting. It just didn't really feel... It felt fun for a little bit, and then it's just like kind of like, eh. But being back, you know... Uh, it, the arena wasn't at full capacity, but there's a lot, definitely a lot more people um, than I thought in the arena, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, Madison Square Garden was, was rocking, and, you know, not the outcome I want. I personally wanted, being a Devils fan, but it's alright. It was still a lot of fun, but unfortunately during the game, you had, we had a, uh, there's a very, very interesting uh, situation that occurred between P.K. Subban and Ryan Reeves. And so Ryan Re- uh, P.K. Subban tried to get a better position on Ryan Reeves and moved his leg. And what happened was is Ryan Reeves, he it essentially looked like a slew foot, which is like taking out Ryan Reeves' leg. And Ryan Reeves fell on top of his other leg and it looked like his knee and ankle had buckled and he had to be helped off the ice. And it was a, um, you know, it was very, not something you really wanted to see at all, um, in that game. And, you know, uh, after that, uh, it was just chaos after chaos against PK Subban. The crowd started chanting, uh, Subban sucks and all these other types of things. And, um, Chris Kreider got like 12 minutes worth of penalties uh, trying to fight Subban, and Subban didn't want to fight. And then um, in the second period, uh, Subban and Kreider went at it. Both got sent to the box uh, for fighting. And then we had um, Subban and Good- uh, Barkley Goudreau left the game for, uh, I believe it was game misconducts. So, yeah, they had been ejected. Or they were they they were both basically both given ten minute uh, game misconducts with nine minutes left in the game in the third, and they were getting into it during the commercial break, just before the faceoff, and then the other guy that got in a lot of trouble for the Devils, which was really stupid of the Devils, was Mason Gertson, who literally was, um, he's literally just a guy that likes to fight because he sucks at hockey after what I watched and he didn't do anything he got into a scrum with the Rangers and then he was mouthing off to the Rangers bench because he was a Ranger and then the Rangers cut him and then the Devils picked him up so I just that whole debacle was really stupid in my opinion but back to PK Subban and Ryan Reeves so you know he was um, targeted by Kreider 
and all these other things. And Subban had this to say about the whole situation. Things happen on the ice. It's obviously an accident. I've been doing. I've been in the league a long time. I don't go out there and try to injure anyone. I try to play fair. And then, so then Mika Zibanejad, um also had a take on this, and he said, "I don't know if Subban had the fullest intent of doing doing that and hurting him. Still, it's not the best play he's made. I can't speak for what uh, for what his." thought process uh, was going into that corner, but it, it wasn't pretty. And the final piece of... Uh, there's two other pieces uh, coming from both the coaches. So from the Rangers coach, um, he states, I don't think it was a vicious hit f- uh, or a slew foot. I don't think there's any intent at all. It should have been probably a two-minute penalty at best, but I don't think PK meant to, uh, to cause the injury. And then coming from Lindy Ruff, he said uh, he watched it and it wasn't intentional. Saw saw that the Rangers could have felt it was uh, an issue with Subban's leg, but if Reeves hadn't fallen the way he did, they wouldn't have made a big deal about it. Which it's just a very tough situation to be in. Um, you know, it, it. I don't. It, my opinion on this whole debacle uh, was. I don't think it was intentional. I think I genuinely think PK was just trying to get a better position on the boards, and that's not me. That's not me being a, a uh, Devils fan and supporting him. I just I think that he was genuinely trying to get a better position on him. I've I've never seen PK try to do try to intentionally hurt somebody, do something like that, especially in a preseason game. It's preseason hockey. You just go there to get your bearings back after uh, being off for so many weeks and months. So I don't think it was intentional, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the best move that he could have done in that situation is basically what I'm trying to say. I don't think it was intentional. He just made a stupid mistake that was very costly to the whole game and and what happened in the rest of the game. Now, transitioning back uh, to Thursday's games, the Senators beat the Canadians 5-4. The Lightning beat the Panthers 6-2. The Red Wings beat the Penguins 4-2. The Dallas Stars beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-1. The Minnesota Wild beat the Blackhawks 3-2. The Edmonton Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-2. And the Coyotes beat the Golden Knights 3-1. There was supposed to be a Devils and Islanders game, but there was a power outage uh, in the Prudential Center, and that game was ultimately canceled last night. Now we have three final pieces of... Uh, NHL news, and then we will wrap up the podcast. So, starting uh, with LA Kings forward Quentin Byfield uh, suffered a left ankle fracture and was placed on the IR and will be reevaluated in the next few weeks. That's unfortunate for the um, for the Kings. Byfield Byfield's a great uh, young prospect for them. He's been a very good player for them, and uh, it sucks to see, you know. Sucks to see somebody go down, especially in preseason uh, when they're supposed to have a pretty big year. Because uh, I, I, I think Byfield has the definitely has the ability to make a pretty big jump in his career uh, in terms of his skill set, but a left ankle ankle fracture is not anything you want to you know play with. So hopefully uh, you know he gets well, gets better, and you know can really make an impact this uh, this season. So then we've got. Um, Canadian goalie uh, Carey Price has left the team voluntarily to enter the NHL and NHL Player Association Player Assistant Program. 
the Canadians coaches said that Price was not doing well recovering from a non-COVID-19 illness and that, um, you know, he was just, he needed to take time and get help, the help that he needs. So good for Carey Price for reaching out for the help uh, that he needed. I know that's uh, sometimes a little tough for uh, people to do, but I think it, what Price is doing is uh, very good for him and his family. And I wish him the best of luck in uh, recovering because he's also recovering from uh, getting a torn meniscus repaired. And now the Canadians will have to rely on Jake Allen until Corey Price, uh, Carey Price, my bad about the mix-up, is uh, ready to come back. Then Blake Coleman was suspended for one preseason game and one regular season game without pay for boarding uh, Jets forward Jansen Harkins. So, um, and he's he was uh, suspended without pay as well for those two games. And you know, Blake Coleman's a veteran. I don't understand the whole point of boarding in the preseason unless your name is Tom Wilson. But this is a stupid plan on his part, especially uh, you know. Coleman has, is now with the uh, Calgary Flames since leaving the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. But they now lose him for the first their first game of the season, and um, they lost him for yesterday's preseason game. The final piece of NHL news that we have for this week is that Alexander Barkov has signed an eight-year contract extension with the Florida Panthers. He's in the final year, uh, final season of a six-year contract that he signed back on January 26, 2016. He led the Panthers last year with 26 goals in 50 games, and last year he had 58 points. He also scored seven points in the playoffs with a goal and six assists, and he's also currently entering the four, his fourth season as the captain for the Florida Panthers. So congratulations to him on getting a contract uh, extension, well-needed uh definitely not a guy you want to lose from uh for the Panthers you know you don't you never want to lose your captain so good for them for being able to lock him up and that basically wraps everything up for this week so I hope you all enjoyed and have a great day (laughs) 